Hi there, this is some V-Session Kill. Just to issue a quick apology for how long this episode has taken to release. This was actually recorded on August the 31st. Uh, so all of the first 36 minutes of this episode are now painfully out of date. Um, life continued to happen in that time. Um, life! Um, but yeah, it's all been me uh, that has been stopping this episode coming out, because I'm the editor, uh, and I'm not very good at it, especially at getting it done on time, so blame me. Either way, with that, I turn you back to your colossal waste of time. Welcome back to a colossal waste of time. I'm Carl, and here with me I have... I'm Fraser, and thank you for, for returning. We've been away for a while. Yeah. But but the, there is no escape. No, nothing can stop the podcast. Yeah, we, we took a, a light intermission, and um, it's best... There, was some, there were some life events for both of us. Yeah, um, I will quickly say I might sound a tiny bit more echoey this time. I am in a different property. Uh, I don't know if I sound echoey. I didn't bother to test it. Do I sound echoey? I, I you, you don't sound echoey to echoey to me. Oh, I, that I, means it's fine. I would, I wouldn't know that you you had moved, but yeah, you moved. Yeah, yeah, I moved. That that, that was that was a whole thing. Yeah, rather than get in the bog of uh, why there's been a really long intermission. Um, I'll tell you why there's been a real, really long intermission. A pub burnt down. Oh, we've been mourning. We've been mourning the pub. <laughs> I was going to break the audience into it easy. Um, a pub news. Um, real real be... heads would already know. Yes. They've been, they've been watching. They've been living the crooked house fire. Oh, how do we explain this to our audience who is predominantly American? How do we explain it? Well, so we we've talked. But this this is this is now becoming a regular segment at the start of our <laughs> of our podcast about Homesuck, where we talk about we talk about British pubs. And... Yeah, sponsored by Camera. Sponsored by Camera. There, so the thing about about pubs is that um, they can either be extremely generic, or they can be extremely weird. Yeah, they. For can example, be... you could have a pub that's full of gollywogs, yeah. or you could have a pub that was built wrong, oh, possibly like, on purpose. Are you saying one of them's normal, completely normal, and one of them's completely weird? No, no. Though these are uh, the special pubs. These aren't Weatherspoons. Okay, are the I was of... going to say you're, you're normalizing the gollywogs of it. <laughs> Um, it, what, it, if 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 uh, Mr. Weatherspoon brings in some sort of uh, pro gollywog decree, and every Weatherspoons in the country has to have a gollywog in it, in a very Children of Men esque twist, then I, we can move the gollywog pub into the normalised section. But as of now, it is an outlier. Actually. Speaking of spoons, there's been a moment of mourning in Birmingham itself as the square peg has closed down. 
the filthiest for, for stink. real? Yes, it's closed. Yeah. Uh, to anyone who doesn't know, the Square Peg is like a, a city centre pub in Birmingham. North, North city centre. It's, the, it's yeah. the closest Weatherspoons to Aston University, my uh, in American parlance, parlance alma mater. Don't say that. Don't say that. Well, do, do we have a do we have an equivalent term in the UK to to the place you graduated? Oh, it would be the same one. It's we, it's we, just a, it's just words we don't use. We yeah, don't use just, Latin terms. With, yeah, we with don't. Regards to we we use it in loads of other places like the court. We, do, but, we don't we don't magna cum, cum loud. No, um, but yeah, the, there's a pub in the city centre. Was a pub in the city centre called the Square Peg, and it smelled of complete piss. It's closed. That was a space. It, it had it had kind of like open front toilets. Yes, it did. Uh, bad choice. Bad choices. Uh, but that's but not... that was a that was a a big that's a big amount of real estate. Yeah, to, it is. Yeah, to a and it's completely shuttered, does it? Yeah, yeah. The I don't know what they're doing with it. They might be reopening it at another point. But Topic Corporation Street, it's perfect prime real estate right there. But to be fair, so leaves... it smelled of piss. That so the next biggest weather spoons would be the moon on moon the moon on the water is that the one actually there's in, one in, in New in Street the, now in the station there's one on New Street in the in or, the station oh, in, in the station yeah right, they, yes they put a gigantic one in there because of course they did you can't get rid of a spoons and not replace it with another spoons um but yeah that's that's not why we're assembled here around the around the fire. In morning, uh, we're here for the Crooked House. What? What is the Crooked House, Fraser? Do you know? So, like, like I, like I said, sometimes you build, you build a building wrong. We're yeah. we're very good at doing that in the UK. We have a famous um, church in Chesterfield where uh, they built the spire out of the wrong type of wood, and over time, the wood warped and. Completely twisted the spire out of shape. I've never uh, seen that. Similar, I believe a similar thing happened with the Crooked House, where they built a pub with a certain type of timber that was very prone to expanding and contracting over time. And within a couple of decades of it being built, the entire structure was listing essentially, but what? not in a a utterly compromised way where they ever closed it down just listing in the sort of fun way where you could have optical illusions where you rolled a penny down the bar and it looked like it was rolling uphill because the entire pub was slanted yep that's that's what it takes to uh become famous in the uk you do a thing you normally the, do this is in the shit. black country isn't it yes this is, it's do in you remember himley. the name of the village himley himley yeah uh, Black Country is like the surrounding West Midlands, like sort of west of Birmingham area, uh, north and west, and a tiny bit south. Um, not a very nice place. Not to, not to bury our Black Country listeners, of which there are zero. Um, but there's and that, that, let's be clear, there aren't many like nice places in the UK. No, there's like, not. I. I I don't think the black country stands out as a particularly not nice part of the UK, but like if if you think about like the sort of you you've got Wolverhampton, you've got Warsaw, you've got um, the northwestern part of Birmingham. It's it's a lot of urban 
unchecked urban sprawl. Yeah, it's a place you go to get into, depression. Eating into old mining country. Mm. It's 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 just it's it's a grim topography. Like the important thing to note about this place, this general region, is that there's just nothing to do there. Unless you want to go to the Black Country Live Museum, in which case that's the only thing to do there. And that's in yeah, Dudley. You you can go into the fake mines that they've built. You can you can have an authentic nineteen hundreds chippy experience. It, it's an okay museum. Hmm. You can go to after you've, after you've been there, you can go get a pie at Mad O'Vorks, which I did. I didn't do it after going to the Living Museum. I've never been. It costs forty quid to go to. It is an expensive museum, but keep in mind that when we say a living museum, like it's essentially a uh, a professionally run ren fair as as a as a kind like yeah every day as a reference point. It's a ren fair, but for like the late eighteen hundreds. And so they have fully paid actors, yeah. like doing the roles of villagers day in day out for guests. Yeah, it's so like an industrial. The, the money museum. is going places. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. your entrance fee isn't like they're not charging you forty quid to look at like a prop mine they've put together. Yeah, there's someone pretending to work the mine, and that's their job, pretending to do another job. That's actually I mean, really weird to think about it. Yeah, I, they, they, but then again. Is, isn't that a lot of jobs these days? Yeah, a lot of jobs are pretending to do your job, but this is pretending to do someone else's job from 200 years ago. There's something particularly strange about that. Anyway, um, so as you can tell from the presence of a museum like that, the black country loves its heritage. Everything it, it can do, it will bring up its heritage, including its incredibly sketchy and um, uncomfortable flag, uh, which is covered in chains because these guys made chains for the slave yes, trade. Yes, like, <laughs> there is a... There, and we're, not to get into another <laughs> significant derail, but it's a, it's, a part of the, it's a part of the country where there is a lot of very strange, strange heraldry yeah, there there was a there was a bit of a weird twist because you that you it's right next to Warwickshire, which uh, the emblem for Warwickshire is a is a bear being baited. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and then like as you go further down south, you've got Buckinghamshire, which is a uh, a chained swan. So there's a there's a lot of there's lots of chain imagery uh, in 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 the Midlands. Yeah. Because of because of its proximity to to the main uh, British slaving ports. Well, it's not really in proximity. It was just like the main slaving port would have been Bristol and Liverpool. Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. Yeah, so between Bristol and Liverpool, you've got well Wales, but also <laughs> the Midlands, famous place of slaving Wales. Um, nah, nah. Um, yeah. So in this in this region of heritage lovers there is a particularly old pub that is built shit uh called the Crooked House and it struggled um it is specialized in veal ales which is another call to heritage of the west midlands um which is just like a particular type of ale that you only really find around here um and they take a lot of pride in it 
Um, but it had been struggling um, in you, the way that many old to, pubs do. You have to take into account that the Black Country isn't exactly a tourist hotspot. It's no. not even particularly easy to get to. So if if this sort of building was, say, in London, it would have massive amounts of tourists being oh, able yeah. to access it. But because it's in the, the arse end of nowhere... Not that there are worse places it could be, but because it's so, you'd have to travel. I think about an hour on public transport out of Birmingham to get to it. Yeah, yeah, and there yeah. isn't there isn't an easy way for anyone to really get there. It's like a locals' pub that is just historic, um, and it'd been struggling, so it passed into uh, to new ownership repeatedly over a few years. I believe it was repeatedly. And none of them being able to kickstart the engine properly again. Um, and then, recently, a couple new buyers purchased it who happened to own the land next to it. What what, what land did they own, Fraser? Do you know? No, see, see, you you have all of the details fresh in your mind. I, I, <laughs> I've got a page I and a half of notes this. on this. I've absorbed this story piecemeal through the news over the past month and a half or whatever it was. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, it was a... Um, was it a, a... It was either a construction business or a skip. It's a skip. It's a tipping it's ground. It's a skip. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they owned like a, a dump. Uh, a garbage dump, as you'd call it in, in America. And they were like, oh, we could, we could expand the property. We're quite interested, actually, in this historic pub. Um, now, we're, I should I should say legally, we're not in no, nothing. We say it's it's all our opinions. Yeah, yeah. There's ongoing investigation <laughs> for what you're about to hear about. You you have I have to remind Carl about the stringency of UK <laughs> libel law in this instance. It's like, okay. When they we were talking about the Gollywogs, none of that was criminal charges. That was all fair play. But we're talking about legitimate crimes that could have happened here. And I know we're a small time podcast, but the <laughs> stranger things have happened. <laughs> Oh no, the winds of the public are on our side. We could say anything about these... Well, let's not say anything about these people. Either way. We they... can name Soldier F. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to name Soldier F. It's the number one way to get us taken down, considering we're in the UK, even though I do, they, name, they... I do know the name of Soldier F. They have bot scrapers that go through podcasts <laughs> looking for the name of Soldier F. You say that, but they do for Twitter. They have that for Twitter. I know, it's wild. Uh, Soldier F, uh, anyone wondering... Um, Google what... it. No, yeah, if you're wondering, it, yeah. Google it. And if you're outside the UK, you'll easily find his name and what he did. Yeah, uh, and if you're not, uh, if you're in the UK, you won't. You won't find it easily. You'll have to go to an Irish website. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where you will definitely find it. Um, That's a hint. That's a hint as to what he did. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, the 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 owners of the property neighbouring uh, the Crooked House they acquired the land, and then just a couple of days later, it burns down. How's that happen? Oh no! Yeah, it, this... it's it, and that and and it's weird because recently. A lot of listed buildings have been burning down 
Yeah, it's, it's there's this there's this strange like almost curse where a building a building will like have some sort of protections on it from long term previous ownership, mm. and then it'll be bought out by new people, and the ownership and the protections <clears throat> will lapse, and then just just out of nowhere, a fire. Yeah. Isolated entirely within your listed building. Uh, so I've got to make two quick clarifications here. Uh, when we say listed building, we don't mean listing, um, like like Fraser said, uh-huh. that the building was warping. Uh-huh. Uh, a listed building is a legally protected historic building in the UK, which means that there are a bunch of requirements that are... Uh, that need to be met when it comes to ownership of the building, including historic reconstruction in the same spirit and style as the construction materials originally used. That makes these buildings incredibly expensive to uh, to maintain long term. But consider it to an American as being equivalent to like a domestic version of UNESCO's World Heritage Sites. And we'll do a, that for... A lot lower key than yeah. a UNESCO World Heritage yeah, Site. Yeah, but it is, yes, it, it's, it's the a, same sort of, like, initiative. Like, there are some cities in the UK that are, like, 30% listed because they're, the buildings in them are so historic. Like York, like uh, Chester. Yes. Uh, you, you'll recognise, if you've ever been to one of these UK towns, you'll know immediately what we're talking about because you, you'll still see all of the Elizabethan frontages on on houses that were built back then because they're not allowed to change the frontages you'll see a lot of strange architectural changes as you walk down streets because buildings would have been destroyed during the war so you'll have a listed building and then a new built building and then another listed building yeah it it, it's it is part of what gives the uk its weird character as it were the best examples of this, in my mind, are York, Chester, and is it Nottingham? Nottingham's the same, isn't it? Isn't that also not- heavily listed, or is it Norwich? I'm not sure. Um, I know it's an N. Nor- I, I, I think both. I think Norwich is more listed. Has more listed buildings than Nottingham. Yeah. Um, it, not- because Nottingham, Nottingham got have quite badly bombed during the war, whereas Norwich didn't. Mm. It's basically one of those towns where you walk out and you're like, did I just step back in time 200 years? That sort of thing. But, importantly, the Crooked House wasn't actually listed. Someone yes, put in an application yes. to list it two weeks before. Hmm. Hmm. Just incredibly strange, because like, if that application had had time to go through, then... Um, they, they, they would have been. There would, there would have been legal obligations. Yeah. Following, following this burning. Yeah. But as it, as it stood, the the building burnt down. There was still a shell of it left, which, like, if it had been listed, they would have had to fully renovate. They would have had to have kept the shell as it was and reconstructed the rest of it as best to their ability, as it previously was. So. Are they, well, at least the shell still exists, right, Carl? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, the shell survived the the arson, and then the day after, um, weirdly, a demolition truck comes through. 
Uh, Hang on, a demolition truck got through, but surely the police would have been able to 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 get to the scene of the, of the of of the burnt down building, and uh, and they would have had people on site, and then no demolition crews would have been able to get to the building. Surely, there's something there's something you need to know. When this building burnt down, you'd think surely the fire service would be able to get through and stop it. Well, unfortunately, the night of the fire. There was a blockage on both entrances to the road, to the crooked house. So the fire services couldn't get through to it and put that fire out. And then, like, in an almost prescient set of practices here, like, um, set of events, the demolition truck just happened to already be in the yard next to the building. Oh, that's so unlucky! Yeah, and yeah. and this demolition know. truck just just gained self awareness and followed its natural instincts to destroy a building. Yeah, yeah. Um, this demolition legally, truck. we have to say that because we can't we can't imply <laughs> that someone would destroy this building for their own personal gain. Um. So there's some story about the demolition truck in question and the company that owned it. Uh, yeah, ne- was... next you're going to tell me something like utterly unbelievable. Like there are there are ties between the owners of the pub and the owners of the demolition truck. Oh, but that that couldn't that couldn't be possible. No, what if I told you that the owner, the director of the company that owns the demolition truck, uh, is a former Interpol wanted Irish drug smuggler? <laughs> yeah, the, the, so this this was the. The, the the story had enough twists as it was yeah. that it was kind of like an in, interesting like intrigue of like oh we fi- we finally got a case of um someone doing like a case of arson and destruction that is so blatant they can't get away with it and then all the, the drug smuggling stuff came in. <laughs> um, so. I just want to read a quote from uh, from the the hire company for for the truck. Uh, so before you read this quote, could I just check that in the description to the podcast you're going to put a timestamp for when we yes. talk about Homestuck for yes. all the people who listen to this yes. podcast for Homestuck? They'll get the final five minutes of this episode of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Homestuck heads will get. Some it's the content. intermission, folks. Yeah. Um, so we get we get this quote here um, from the hire company. If you give me your insurance and all your details, and I deliver equipment to you, then you just try to knock down your neighbour's building. What can I do? I've done nothing wrong. We just hire a digger to a customer. I cannot be responsible for what they do with the machinery. Thomas said that employees of the firm have been sent horrific emails following comments made about the firm on social media. You're not very nice. We've had people ringing the phone and putting it down again. Oh, that's cruel, that is. Someone phoning you and putting it down again? If I knew this was going to happen, I probably would have done something different. But I'm not Mystic Meg. So you got like a complete denial of responsibility. Do you reckon he uh, ran that statement past a lawyer before making it? Um... It seems he, he avoids all responsibility and culpability involved with it. Uh, but no, no, I think he's just, um, he, he's very heartfelt about this entire thing too. And he just wants everyone to know that it definitely wasn't him. He wasn't involved. It's okay. It's okay. 
wasn't it? Um, and following this burning and then demolition of a pub, um, the entire country gets whipped up into a frenzy. The yeah, biggest like, of frenzies. Listeners from outside the UK might have wondered, like, how how are we so on the ball to pick up this local like, pub burning story to talk about on the on the podcast? Little do you know about how psychotic the UK media can get about these sorts of stories sometimes. Yes, um, there is a local newspaper called the Express and Star, which, for people outside of the West Midlands, I'm not talking about the newspapers. The non-serious newspapers, The Express and The Star, which are national newspapers. Instead, I'm talking about a non-serious local newspaper called The Express and Star. And I shouldn't really call it that, because I actually do know people who work for The Express and Star, and consider them all right friends. Um, But they've just been running story. Support support local journalism, because Uh, someone has to. (laughs) Express and Star is still owned by uh, big group if I remember rightly. They all are. They all are these days. But they've been running story after story. I'll I'll read you some uh read you some examples here. Aspiring artist immortalizes Crooked House pub in glass. Society calls for public to protect heritage pubs following Crooked House loss. All of society's calling for it. Not just a little bit, all of it. Own your own mini crooked house with a scaled 3D printed model. Chants about crooked house heard at Molyneux during defeat. That was a Wolverhampton game against uh, Brighton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were chanting about the crooked house burning down at the football game. And it hasn't were, just been. So were, were Wolverhampton chanting about it or were Brighton chanting? Like, were Brighton doing a mocking chant about the the Crooked House or were Wolverhampton, like, doing a we will avenge the Crooked House? <laughs> I, ge- I genuinely do not know which way it could, it could land. The Wolves fans decrying the stab in the back myth of the Crooked House. <laughs> Um, Honestly, I think it would have been a heartfelt moment for all around uh, around the pitch as there's nothing a football fan understands more than losing your local boozer. I think they would have been... Could have a minute's applause for the the crooked house like everyone comes together. Yeah. Um, All the players come out wearing black. That's their uniform for that game. Nobody can tell which team anyone's on. They're just there for the fun of the game. Everyone leans slightly. <laughs> what no what 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 they've got is like they've got their football boots on but one side's a trainer just a regular trainer and the other side they, they take the, the studs off of one of their boots <laughs> um so yeah uh, it hasn't just been the local media picking up and sensationalizing this story though every single political actor in the UK has had something it- to say about it the thing is, it's a really easy. It's a. It's a. It's a slam dunk politically to to be on the side of the crooked house. Yeah, because there there's nothing there's nothing sympathetic about the quote unquote other side of this issue. Yeah, it's it's one of those few uh, few things in the UK that will unify basically everyone. And for anyone wondering, those few things are. Our NHS, and it has to be said, our NHS, our. 
Yeah, pubs burning down, the NHS, and a lady putting a cat in a bin yes, are the three things that can unite the nation. No, there's one other thing. You're forgetting the one other big thing, which is the bins aren't being collected on time. It's not that they like the bin man, it's not being done on time. Um, so that's also a key issue. Don't abuse our animals. Don't touch our pubs. Don't touch our NHS. Don't touch... Well, do touch our bins. Do touch them, please. They need please. to be collected. <laughs> Is it Tuesday this week or is it Wednesday that they get collected? Is this a brown bin week? Do I have to put out my brown bin? Um, yeah. Um, every politician and their dog uh, has been commenting on this. The mayor of the West Midlands metro area, Andy Street, has been saying that he wants the crooked house rebuilt brick by brick. And this is this is going to be... This has to be the first time in Andy Street's entire political career that he's got any sort of national platform. Uh, well, was, yeah, he had, he had a platform before his political career as he was in charge of, uh, was it John Lewis? I believe he was on top of John Lewis. Uh, he was, a, I think he was a chairman or maybe the, um, the executive director of John Lewis. Uh, but yeah, he's made a pretty politically savvy career about having no stances at all about anything um that he, way you can be a you, you can be a tory but just still get elected because no one hates you for anything that you've done yeah yeah because you've you done it and your only competition's going to be complete fucking losers like liam byrne who are going to lose despite the fact that their co-patriot in the uh west midlands uh police and crime commissioner wins for their party Liam Burr managed to lose an election for fucking mayor while Simon... Ooh, I can't remember his name. I haven't had it on Facebook. I know the guy. The Metro Again, I, I have to apologise yeah. to the, the non-British listeners and the listeners who are fans of Homestuck. Yeah, yeah. For, um, for this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like... Andy Street manages to make a career out of saying nothing. And then this is the one thing he said. He said the one non-controversial thing. But he's not been the one going the hardest about this. It's been Marco Longhi, MP for Dudley North. He's been saying that he wants to introduce a crooked house law. The crooked house law, Fraser. That'll protect historic pubs and buildings. I'm, I'm envisioning something 200 years 400 years down the line now. The Crooked House Law is still in effect. These buildings are completely falling apart. All around them is like pure glass and steel skyscrapers. There's not a lot of the country left due to environmental collapse. It's like just water. Like a tiny bit of shore and then a few the, the Crooked House pubs. Law. The Crooked House Law exists only to protect historic Nando's locations. <laughs> Two hundred years ago, there was a Nando's up there. Every Weatherspoons we... has been listed. You can't shift them. Um, but yeah, like he's been he's been going hard for it, but he's not been like despite all these public politicians going hard, they've not been going the hardest. The hardest goers have been the locals, who have gone out of their way to make a show for their local boozer, the Crooked House. Uh, they've been camping out outside the pub all night to ensure that no other demolition trucks come through. They are worried. They are on tender hooks over there. 
They do not want to see another moment. It's like their 9-11 right there. The smoke comes through their local area. I mean, Tragic yes, it is, it is kind of like their 9-11. Like, pe- people, people say, use that analogy quite a lot, but literally, like, their building did burn down and then collapse. Yeah, and um, it, it, it did have two planes collide into it as well. Very awkward situation, very low down flying planes. They should have seen what they were doing and known better. Anyway, if you attach a big enough engine to a JCB, it can <laughs> maintain flight. Um, yeah, they've been camping out outside of uh, outside the pub 24-7. Um, there's always someone out there now, as long, alongside like five, maybe ten members of the staff of the Express and Star who are just cranking out articles. They've been putting up signs around the area. Straight answers for our wonky pub. A crime against the black country. Happy hour is over. And the best one. Lenny Henry, we need you. Please save us, Lenny Henry. It's a good point. Where is Lenny Henry in all this? Yeah. What <laughs> is Lenny is Lenny Henry from that village? I don't know if he's from Himley. He's from the West Midlands. I know that. I know he's from the West Midlands. Yeah, but so there, there are a fair few, uh, fair few celebrities that are from the West Midlands. Where's Where's Noddy Holder? Where was Noddy Holder on the night of the Crooked House burning down? I'm asking you right now. Where was Lenny? Where was it, Noddy? It was as far away from Christmas as possible. Maybe Noddy Holder just phases out of existence during the summer. <laughs> Far away from Christmas, but was he far away from the crooked house? Can he prove it? Um, but there have been two people arrested in connection with the arson of the crooked house. There being a man aged 66 and then somehow a man aged 33. I, I like to think that they intentionally calculated it to, for one to be half the man or the other. It's like oh, a, do, we, do we know for sure that it's not, the, not just a father and son? It might no no they're not they're not um that one they're from different villages they're not even from the local area not oh. even from the local area that's why they burnt it down <laughs> they're not they're they not from know. around here but they are <laughs> yeah not from around here but they are but they don't know the true connection the crooked ads uh, the crooked house has two people I tell you now a bunch of my local WhatsApp chats have been f- on fire about this people upset even though they've never been to the crooked house. That's, and even though you, even though you're not particularly local to that area either, yeah, I'm in not, the grand scheme of things, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a trip, but not as good a trip as the owners of the property next to the Crooked House. They have taken now as the time to make a convenient holiday to Corfu. Wonder That's why they've right. done that. They're, they're, it's it's straight out of the Gollywog pub playbook. Yeah, you got there's one big play. You got to make it. Get out. Get out while the going's good. Go to Corfu. They, they might be able to extradite you. Don't know why you go to Corfu instead of anywhere else. Corfu instead of Turkey, which has a much looser extradition policy. Yeah. Um. The worst thing about all of this, though, the worst thing is not not any of the coverage or anything like that. It's not even the the panic that has spread across the country, like um, like other historic pubs, like the the Lincoln Imp, which now believes it's next. It's going to be the next Crooked House. Nothing like that. 
it has been that there's been a um, <clears throat> a new artist emerge from the flames like a phoenix that's calling him the himself the Birmingham Banksy, and his art <laughs> is shit. His art is shit, Fraser. So, so he's the Birmingham Banksy then. Yes, <laughs> he's been putting up just the worst art all around the scene, and he's been he's been latching onto it, making a career out of this. And and that's particularly galling because Birmingham has an existing street art scene. Yeah, we have an actually good street artist as well. We have Fokker Wolf over here, who I have, who I know. I, I know who Farquhar Wolf is. He has done work for me. Um, he is not Soldier F. No, he is he is not Soldier F. Uh, although his name uh, may begin with F. You've probably, if you're from the UK, you've probably seen Farquhar Wolf work before. I believe he did the um, the Tories cutting people in half uh, line. He does like a load of like um, like public transport. Um, signs like where he just replaces them overnight or sticks something on them. Uh, he's quite good. You should look up Fucker Wolf. He's cool. He's funny. He's got a good sense of humour. Good lad. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that has been 37 minutes about the Crooked Pub. Is there anything you want to say about the Crooked Pub, the Crooked House, before we move crooked on? Crooked House. Yeah. Um, Britain's wonkiest like pub. I'd, I'd just like to say one thing, which is, hello and welcome to A Colossal Waste of Time, <laughs> a podcast about Homestuck, where where somebody who has read Homestuck <laughs> sits and listens while somebody who has, hasn't read Homestuck talks about pubs. Yeah, talks about pubs and pies. <laughs> Ideally, a pie being eaten in a pub. That's That's the ideal circumstances right there. So part of why we have spent the past half an hour talking about a pub instead of Homestuck is that this week we are covering the intermission, yes, which is uh, one of the one of the least meaty sections of Homestuck for actual discussion. I'm, I'm going to say, like, I I don't get what the purpose of this intermission actually is. I will eventually, um, as I continue to read Homestuck, and yeah, so find so. Out- so I know we have at least one listener who is not even touching Homestuck and who never will. <laughs> yes. Who who needs some sort of framing for what for what the the even the concept of the intermission is. So as when we last left off in the story, Rosa just entered the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She 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 had she had leapt from her building. She had smashed uh, the bottle and she had entered the game. And John had gone through the portal inside the game into wherever he's he's due to to go, and then the the story kind of just stops for a while, and uh, instead we follow um, how many pages is it? About two hundred, just under two hundred, just over two hundred pages yeah. of um, the adventures of the Midnight Crew. The um, the comic within the comic characters previously introduced as being the in the MS Paint adventures of this setting on Dave's mm-hmm. computer. Oh, wait, I thought they were uh, Problem Sleuth characters. They were actually from another comic in our MS Paint adventures as well. Oh, no, 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 no. These guys aren't... Well, okay. 
so to get into the to the at the real background behind this, so they are not canonically characters from Problem Sooth. When Andrew Hussey was writing Problem Sooth, he had a donation link on the site where if you paid him a certain amount of money, he would draw you your own like sub chapter mm-hmm. of of uh, Problem Sooth for you. And one of them was a person who pays to have a short thing about a set of characters called the Midnight Crew. Okay. And that's where these characters were first introduced in this short, non-canonical errata to Problem Sleuth. Okay, and then that's even weirder then. That, yes, even weirder. And then they were introduced canonically into... Homestuck in the flash that we had in the previous set of pages, or maybe the set before. I don't actually remember which set though that flash was in. Uh, but it was the one two where ago. Dave it was two ago, okay. Where Dave reads MS Paint Adventures and instead of Homestuck being the MS Paint Adventures, it's the Midnight Crew. Okay. I, I imagine so, that fan is overjoyed then that that their donation ended up being this weird like thing that reappears in Homestuck and it seems like one of them, as we will find out, is going to be a character in Homestuck. I so, so well you we've already so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We've already met Jack who bears a striking sim- visual similarity yes. to Space now, Slick. Yes, now that you mention it, you're right. He, he looks like Jack Noir, is it? Yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more about that other than we have been introduced to a very similar character. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I can put that together now. Yeah, thinking on it, he has the same like spiky teeth, same shaped head, yep. same yeah. colour code, all black. But the so the thing about the intermission is that there is no preamble to this happening within the comic. It just happens. And until the very last page of this of the intermission, there is absolutely nothing tying this to anything that's happened in Homestuck so far. Yeah. At all. I may have read slightly beyond the intermission because I, I, I saw you, you'll you'll hear my excitement, but I saw a troll. Razor. That's the final. That's the final page of the intermission. I saw a troll. The final here. That's a troll right there. That was a troll. Yeah. You, you, and you, the thing is, yeah, you know a troll when you see one because of of the amount the amount of like cultural bleed of what the trolls actually look like. So yeah, that's a troll. The, it's the cancer troll. They've got a crab ghost. They've got a sixty-nine on them. It's the cancer troll. So yes, the the the, the final twist of the intermission is that it does actually take place with within the the universe of Homestuck. But as you go through it, there is no indication that that's the case. It it appears on its face to be just an utter sidebar. For the yeah. entirety. Yeah, and it goes back to what I was talking about last episode, where you're never quite sure what you need to remember in any of Homestuck because you're not so sure what's what's a joke, 
and what's going to be remembered going forward. And now I'm in this yes. position where I need to remember like random bits from there, this intermission if it comes back. Is the battle are... drobe coming back? <laughs> is the battle drobe coming back? I don't know. Is is the licorice Scotty dogs coming back? They might do. They might do. How about Diamond Drew? We are introduced to 18, no, 19 new characters mm-hmm. in the, I think it's 19. Yeah, are I they, remember. Almost, there are 14 felts, right? Yeah. So we've got, no, we've 15. got the 14. Mem- uh, the, the, we don't see oh, the final one, um, the English. Um, we don't, see, no, we don't see the boss, nah. uh, Lord English, but we do see the rest of the felt. Yeah, and then we, and then there's also the the four principal characters who are the Midnight Crew. So that's a lot of like new information that's thrown at you. Yes, within this 200 page stretch, and yes, it's very, it's very, it's very easy to come out of this thinking, well, how am I possibly meant to internalize any of what just happened? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So my notes are like. Just comment on, like, it's pretty. Like, I've got a note here saying it's pretty hard to have much of anything to say of this intermission on account of having a simple operational plot. It does. These guys are just ha- killing other guys. It has a start and it has an end. Yeah. It has it has a goal that the characters need to achieve, and it has that goal achieved by the end. But the way in which that progresses is a complete fucking mess. And yeah. that's that's where what I said previously about this being a homage to Problem Sleuth comes in. Because this was very much Problem Sleuth's method of storytelling in that there was always a goal mm-hmm. for Problem Sleuth and his, his uh, compatriots to get towards... But the way they got there was never, never made any particular sense. But they did always get there and then have to go somewhere else. Yeah. And in this case, uh, the Midnight Crew, uh, whose names I don't even remember all of, I didn't so, write them all down. You got Spade Slick and you, you got Diamond Stroog, my favourite member of Marvel's Eternals, but I don't know the rest. <laughs> Spade Slick, Diamond Stroog, Club's Juice. Okay. And Hart's Boxcar. Okay, I remember Hart's Boxcar because Boxcar is a word you don't see very often at all. You should not see the word Boxcar in your life very often. You shouldn't. It, yeah, and uh, obviously they're named after the suits of uh, a, 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 stack, a deck of playing cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are breaking into the mansion of a crime lord called Lord English and his gang, the Felt. Yes. Who are a group of um, weird green men uh, uh, who are styled after the balls in a pool game. Yeah. And... So you have car- cards against pool in mm-hmm. this sort of standoff. And they all have weird time travel powers... Or yes. the all gimmicks related to time. The entire time I was reading it, I didn't know what you just said about the Midnight Crew not actually being truly mainline problem sleuth. So I, I have like this thought in my head that these are probably all fan favourites. But are the felt even in problem sleuth? Are they new? 
Oh, the felt. Yes, the felt in you as well. The felt. The, yeah, the okay. felt. The, the felt didn't even originate in the problem sleuth um, uh, fan chapter. Oh God! The felt are introduced for this. Um, for the um, I, so I wouldn't say <laughs> I wouldn't say that the felt are fan favorite characters. <laughs> I would say, uh, <laughs> I would say there are maybe. Two or three members of the Felts that have active fandoms in 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 any real sense of the world. They're 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 I'm yeah, guess I would one say Snowball. Oh, sorry. Uh, 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 Snowman, who who's um, oh, yeah, Snowman, the eight yeah. ball. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I hadn't actually considered her uh, when I was thinking about that. I was only thinking about the Green Men. Uh, yes, Snowman is also. Also, um, somewhat of a of uh, a well regarded character by fans, but as <laughs> well regarded God. character, they all fucking yeah. die. They last like twenty pages. Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah. They're coming back, I, aren't they? They're coming back. Oh, for I, fuck's so sake. so what what so what I will say is that of the of the little green men, uh. Uh, I think it's Clover and Crowbar who fans particularly like. I couldn't tell you which one Clover or Crowbar. Clo- Clover is the incredibly lucky one who does the dancing. Okay, and Cro- Clover's the one that the they one... can't. Yeah, Crowbar's, Clover's the one, one that, that they can't crowbar. kill. Yeah, Crowbar okay. is the one who has a crowbar. <laughs> yeah, and then you've like, does the guy that hides in the oven does he come back? <laughs> He's my favourite one. <laughs> He's my right. favourite. So, so before we do any recapping of what the general plot is, I guess we should go through... What plot? The plot is they killed a guy. <laughs> okay, the trajectory of events. Before we go through the trajectory of events of the intermission, let's run through the felt and what their names are and what their deal is. Okay. okay. Is that okay say, with you? I would say even in this page spread, most of them are completely incoherent because I've not seen them do things oh. enough. Yeah, yeah, like I had to read through this three times to actually figure out what each of their deal was. Because uh, some of them are just that weird. Alright, so you've got one that has like um so like a they, voodoo they, doll. Let's go let's go from one to fifteen. Okay, okay, let's go one to fifteen. Yeah, let's do that. Number one. And 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 let's do a pun check. Let's see if you get the puns behind each of these names. I won't. Okay. I won't. Number one, Itchy. Do you get that one? Nah. Japanese. Itchy. Oh, okay, yeah. One. Okay, yeah, now I get it. Yep. Itchy is super fast. That's his time travel power, is he's just really, really, really fast. Okay. He zips around. Okay. Number then... two. Wait, some of them so... are already dead before we get there as well. Some so of them are already see... dead before we get there. So yes. I don't even see those ones. No, we don't. So, so I'm not going to be naming them. <laughs> okay, okay. Number two, Doze. Do you get that one? Uh, Yeah, Uno, Dos. Dos, yeah. Yeah. yes. They're all going to be numbers, aren't they? His ability is that he's extremely slow. Okay. Is he the one that he... hides in the oven? Who's the one that hides in the oven? That's no, the, the one, one that's in the oven is, is one of the high numbers. Okay, that's the only Doze one I care is, 
Doze is the one that Club Juice um, ties to a chair and tortures. Okay. But the torture doesn't work because time is going so slow for Doze that he can't process the pain yeah, fast Yeah, yeah, he, he's just lightly tapping him on the knees. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember that, yeah. Number three is Trace. Again, that's an easy one. Yes, it's the same, the same pun. So Trace's deal is that he can see the timelines of people like Donnie Darko. Yeah, so and he, interact uh, with their past. Yeah, he he can walk around in in the past. He sees like um, he sees like Batman vision from all the Batman games or Witcher yes, vision. Yes, yes, I yeah, I, I I was going for the the time orb from from Donnie, Donnie Darko, but yes, it is also like the kind of uh, stink trail uh, detective vision stuff from the Batman games. Yeah, it is basically exactly that except time. Except time. How does that work? Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, um, number four is Clover. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah. Four-leaf Clover. Yeah, yeah. He's incredibly lucky. That's yeah. that's just his deal. He's so he's so lucky you can't hurt him. What's that got to do with time? Good question. <laughs> Very good question. I could not tell you. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to like the felt. If they're keep, if they're sticking around, <laughs> okay. So um, this is where I lose track. I think number five is already dead by the events of this, but I don't have the page up to check. So I'm just going to keep going. Okay, yeah, keep going. Number number six is die. Yep, six six dots on yep. on a die, six sides. Yep. So die's ability is that he has a voodoo doll. Mm-hmm. with pins in it that he can remove to move into timelines in which they are either dead or alive. Okay, but how do you... Okay. So the pins in the voodoo doll represent the members of the felt mm-hmm. that are currently alive. And anytime you remove a pin from the voodoo doll you jump over to a timeline in which that member of the felt and that member of the felt alone is dead. Okay, but we we've killed like they they turn up. Yes, and multiple so his, are dead. Do- his doll already has those pins missing from it. Yeah, but you said only those members. Uh, 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 did you just yeah, miss so, me? So- yeah no yeah no so only only the members of which the pins have been removed. Okay. Okay. So yep. if you were to take one of the pins back from one of the members who has already died and put it back into the voodoo doll, you would then shift over into a timeline where that member was back to life, but the rest of them were still dead. Okay, so it's on an individualistic basis rather than a collective yes. basis where like okay, I just wanted to make sure because so, I got so confused like, for the moment. You, you're you're working with like a 15 factorial number of possible timelines. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I just wasn't sure if it was possible for the doll to do a thing where multiple people are dead. Yes, yeah, no. Y- yes, it, 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 it accounts for as many of the 15 being dead as pins are removed mm-hmm. from the from the doll. Okay, yeah, because well, I, did, I didn't really get his, his doll thing. I was like, I will get it in 5,000 pages. Or actually, it may be pins in the doll. Whichever way around it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it really doesn't matter. 
He's got to be my favourite character. I'm going to make oh, it matter. Sorry, number five was Finn. I don't remember that one. So Finn is like Trace, but the other way round. Finn's the one who can oh. see people's future timeline yeah, I and found, interact with it. I, I found the fact that we were doing future and past at the same time really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that t- time travel sucks. <laughs> yeah, you've got uh you've got page one, two, five, one, which is just you hate time travel, 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 and over the, and over. A lot of the a lot of the like moment to moment events in the intermission are just doing the stupidest thing you can with time travel tropes that you ha- that you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot of like really weird like looper shit and and like curv- curving bullets through space time, essentially. Yeah, like um, some of the characters get killed multiple times due to the time travel shenanigans <laughs> yeah, going on. Okay, number seven is crowbar. Mm-hmm. Crowbar number seven has is a crowbar. shaped like a crowbar. And yeah, crowbar. It- yeah, crowbar's big important power is that he has a crowbar and is also the only intelligent member of the felt. And his crowbar can. I, I I took it as a joke and that it doesn't actually do this, but it might do this because it's Homestuck. His crowbar can destroy time objects. Yes, his his crowbar has some sort of ability which makes it so objects he can, he can just he can destroy objects and affect their their uh, influence <laughs> over. Space time. You're struggling so much to explain this crowbar. <laughs> yes, because it doesn't make because, any sense. Because it doesn't make any sense. No, right. The wi- so now this is now we're at eight. This is the weirdest case. So snowman. Yeah, because the number eight looks like a snowman. So snowman isn't like the rest of the felt. Snowman is another, uh, like pitch black. Sort of like person in the vein of the Midnight Crew. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a femme fatale. Yeah, she, dressed in she's a in, dame. I should say, sort of like a yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to continue and, with that. Don't like saying dame. And she's got this sort of like greenish black dress, and um, her. Ability isn't really fully explained. Yeah, what in... they say is that you can't kill her because everything. Will yes, end. So, yes. What the the way the way that Spade Slicks phrases it is that he would like to kill her, but he can't kill her because if he kills her, the universe ends. Mm-hmm. So, so we can read that as being her time travel power is that her. Her being alive or dead is in, instricably tied to the fate of the universe, as it were. I'm just gonna throw out a random, random comment. Like she's the only person that is an adult woman we've seen so far, other than Rose's mom. So I'm gonna say they're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> it could be true in Homestuck. I, I mean, yeah, go for it. For yeah, sure. <laughs> that's gonna be my theory going forward. I'm gonna look for, for connections between Rose's mom and Snowman. Okay, so now I think we're getting into the the dead ones. So, um, oh wait, no. Next is number nine, 
which is Stitch. I don't know a pun for nine and Stitch. A Stitch in Time saves nine. Okay, I I do not use that idiom. I don't think so, I ever have. So Stitch's deal is that Stitch has a collection of mannequins um, representing each of the felt. And if a member of the felt is injured, that damage is reflected onto one of his mannequins, and he can then repair one of those mannequins to heal the injury that that member of the felt took. Yeah, and they use this on on spades. Uh, yes, it gets a bit eye. more com- the, the yeah, the the mechanics get a bit more complicated when you throw the midnight crew into the whole dynamic, but that is that is how it essentially works. And also he his job is to um also repair the boss's um overcoat, uh Lord English's coat called the um the Chicago overcoat, I believe. Uh, which is in No, it's the Cairo overcoat, I think. Oh sorry, the Cairo the Cairo overcoat, yes. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I so the that the term the, the term term Cairo overcoat comes from the gangster term Chicago overcoat, which is slang for a coffin. Okay. I, I saw the coat and I was like this looks like the technical or dream coat. Yes, um, so yes. that's that's part of why it's called the Cairo overcoat is that it looks like Joseph's technical or dream coat. Okay, and, of course, and I was like, Joseph, was, was that Joseph in, was in Egypt? Yeah, I was like, was that in Egypt? I don't remember that story well enough right now. Probably was in Egypt. It was in Egypt, yes. Yeah, because Joseph was Moses's father, I believe. Yes, or, you're right. Or, yeah. Or, no, well, I, I'm not going to no. say yes and that or on some, that. He's, no. He's related Joseph, to Joseph of... was pre Moses, wasn't he? Jo- well, it, if if it's Mo, like if if you're talking about Moses, he has to be pre Moses because Moses took all the Jews out of Egypt. Right. Yeah. So no, but so if it, if it didn't happen in Egypt, it would have happened post Exodus. But I'm I'm almost certain that the that the Joseph, I I think that's towards the end of Genesis, the Joseph stuff, or maybe I... it's the very. He might be he might be Moses' grandfather. I do I but I think he prefigures Moses. Who begot who, who knows? <laughs> but the Cairo overcoat, yeah. It looks like the yeah. Technicolor Dream Cup. It's it's the Technicolor Dream Code, except it's really, really beat up. It's got a load of patches on it from mm-hmm. from stitches constantly repairing it. Okay. Okay, number ten, Sawbuck. Now this this is this is one of the harder puns. This is one that took me a while to figure out what the pun was. I I I can't I can't do it. So I believe it is that sawbuck shot is for a short sawbuck shotgun, and shotguns can use ten caliber shells. What? Yeah, I think that's it. If it's not, someone please correct me, but I think that is the link between 10 and Sawbuck. Is 10 gauge a common shotgun shell? I don't know. I think I think it is. Okay. I, I, I do not know for certain. I don't know shotguns. Of all the things I know a lot about in this world, shotguns ain't one of them. Probably won't ever be one of them either. 
So Sawbuck's deal is that whenever Sawbuck gets injured, mm -hmm. he teleports to a random point in time. Yeah, that that one I remember seeing. They they were trying to hurt him and they couldn't because he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, who have we got left? <laughs> so the uh, oh, so we have two more that are left. Eggs and biscuits. Who are twelve and thirteen? I believe. Eggs for twelve, twelve a dozen, and biscuits yep. for thirteen because I believe it's like a baker's dozen. Fucking hell. These these joke names are awful, man. Yeah. So eggs. Okay, so eggs has the stupidest ability of all of the all of the felt, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to to explain it in a way that makes any sort of sense. So eggs has an egg timer, and he can use that egg timer to travel through time. Mm -hmm. But there's no limitation or really rules about how the egg timer works as a time travel device. So he he can just multiply himself. Like there his existence doesn't account for like paradoxes in any way. Okay, so that's why there were lots of him. Okay. Yes, because he he the way I understand it is he just moves the egg timer back in the present and then he doesn't disappear, but a new version of himself travels back in time and becomes another eggs. Okay. And he can just keep doing that. Okay. That's my understanding of how eggs works. And eggs' partner is biscuits. And he's your favourite. Yeah, he's my guy. My guy. Um... Biscuits Biscuits' time travel power is that he has an oven which teleports him to a pocket dimension where he travels forward in time at a rate of one second per second. Yes, I love that guy. He gets in the oven and he gets out of the oven. That's a good power. It's a good power to have. So, and so, Biscuits wouldn't be able to do anything, but because he's partnered with Eggs, egg, when Biscuits is in the oven, Eggs can pick up the oven and teleport back through time and carry another version of Biscuits with him. So Eggs can also multiply Biscuits. But Biscuit, on his own, just has an oven. Just has an oven. Now, the, you can't do anything to Biscuits while he's in the oven. When he's in the oven, he's in the oven. You can't be in the oven. Only Biscuits can be in the oven. Yeah, so, you can't open it. Like you, you don't want to take your food out before it's fully cooked. That'll ruin it. Can you take him out? I don't think anyone did try. No, he... No, he, he only he can take himself out. Okay, good, good. As long as biscuits is safe in the oven, I'm fine with that. Well, as, oh, no, as no, you've previously no. already mentioned, as you've previously already mentioned, over the course of this intermission, every single one of these characters is introduced except for two die. Look, we don't see. Actually, that's not. We don't okay, see biscuits. Technically, that's die. not true. We don't. we don't see Biscuits die, but Spade Stick does jump to a universe where Biscuits is dead. 
He's not dead. He's in the oven. He's fine. Also, technically what I said wasn't true because Hart's boxcar got... Okay, actually, no, I missed I missed a guy. I missed number 15, who I do... Not, his name isn't written down in my notes. Um, uh, number 15 is the guy who can punch you into next week. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, that's the fate of Hart's box guy. He gets punched into next week. Yeah, and someone else gets... Like, he gets punched into a grocery store, and then you see a demented sweet bro and Hella Jeff strip in, the, uh, in a linked version. Uh, yeah. And it has a sign uh, oh, on it. Yeah, no, yeah. So Diamonds Drew gets punched into the grocery okay, store. Okay, yeah. Spe- um, he gets Hart's punched, out of the cal- gets punched so hard he gets yeah. punched into a calendar. Yeah. A Different horse calendar. calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I cannot remember the name of that guy. Uh, let me let me just see if I can quickly find <laughs> find his name. <laughs> Homestuck 15 guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Homestuck is a truly stupid uh, webcomic. Okay. Uh, Number 15. Uh, There is... He is not number 15. Uh, Who is he? You sure Bisk isn't 15? Where? Oh, 15 is Cans. Okay, what's Cans do? Cans is the guy who punches you. Okay, is, that's just his name. Okay, I thought you meant he yeah. was a different guy then. Yeah, the members of the Felt who were already dead were fourteen, who's quarters, and eleven, who's matchsticks. So we don't learn about them. They're just okay. dead. I think you could make a slightly different podcast, which is us trying to explain the events of Homestuck to someone who is not reading Homestuck. And they have to sit there and listen to it all. You're like, that's, okay. That's kind of what's happening to Dave. Yeah. Just, just he's not in on the call. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is happening to Dave. Um, we should get him on and just explain an episode of <laughs> Homestuck to him. So those are... Oh, yeah. Those are the principal characters. You've got the four... You've got the four Midnight Crew. And you've got the 15... Plus one. Yep, that's, members of the felt. That's principal characters right there. Nineteen different people, easily so, distinguished yeah. and easy to remember. And and for for all you are for all you are aware, encased entirely within this intermission, <laughs> they're not. They're not. I I know they're not. I know they're not because Spades is not encased in it. We yeah, see so, spades so, talk to the troll. Yeah, so you have some you you had some questions you wanted to ask me. So let's get get those questions out of the way before we talk about anything that really happens or or All right, could so be you, said to happen over the intermission. You've already sort of answered some of or elements of it. Um. So first, I I just want to know did like. The stuff you've told me sort of changed how I think about the questions a bit. Uh, did that fan who commissioned the Midnight Crew ever say anything about their their characters coming back? I am not aware of like. I you could probably do a really really deep dive and maybe find something 
about by, that. But by I am our not aware YouTube of... video with like Zoe B or something like that talking about that one guy that commissioned the Midnight Crew. <laughs> um, but so... the, the 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 thing is like the 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 characters that we've met so far were all named by real people as well, but that I I I couldn't tell you who was the guy who named Dave Strider. Or who was the guy who named Rose Lalonde? That information is probably out there if you trawl through the MS Paints or any archival existing copies of the MS Paint Adventures forums. Okay, the so... original threads in which those characters were named would exist there. So I think maybe the threads from when Problem Sooth was running would also exist there, and you'd be able to see the username of the guy who commissioned the Midnight Crew comic okay i assumed hussy was himself naming them he was just letting people do the the dumb joke names. oh no 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 the pro- the 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 prompts for name this what is this character name character's name came in through the the suggestions box okay okay i appreciate the suggestions box a tiny bit more now yeah obviously obviously hussy filtered and mm. chose names that he felt were appropriate yeah i i just assumed that he was entirely choosing including coming up with the name himself. No. And that the jokes were most of the suggestions box. Okay. Yeah. So- of the of the characters in Homestuck, Hussey himself only names the felt and s- uh, 16 future characters. So... So, quite a lot of characters. Okay, he names 31 of the characters in Homestuck. Okay, but, but I, what I know of Homestuck the other, is that it has many... like 500 characters, so that's really not a lot. Yeah. Alright, so why did the intermission happen? Why so, does it exist? Other than to so get spades. The, so we, we were discussing this briefly before... Um, before we started recording, the intermission uh, takes place in real time over about three weeks, mm-hmm. from uh, mid January, um, no, uh, early to mid January of two thousand and ten to February of um, two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, over this time, Hussey is working on something in the background that he wants done in time for the start of Act Four. Okay, so it is an intermission so, for the si- so the because the intermission yeah. the intermission is doing dual service of being simple and formulaic enough for him to easily uh, churn out panels while also working on something else in the background. Okay, how did the fans react to the intermission? Uh, I couldn't tell you how fans reacted at the time, but I could tell you that the intermission was controversial throughout the run of Homestuck, and probably is still controversial to this day, just not quite for the same reasons. What, what, what do you was, mean with that? But because it was a, such a abrupt break in the narrative, like we so. Act three ends at page one thousand one hundred and fifty. So that and that's all being continuous narrative, and then at the and then the intermission comes with two hundred unbroken pages of 
not being in that narrative. A lot of people didn't like that. Mm. That that there there had been so much progression of the plots, arguably. I I would say not in some cases. No, there wasn't progression of the plot, but but stuff stuff was happening that you could tie in to a narrative, and then all of a sudden you are thrown into this thing which is defying being part of the narrative up until the very final page of it. And a lot of people didn't like that. Okay. And then, as the comic kept going past the intermission, and there was no real sign that the intermission had any relevance to the plot of Homestuck at all, beyond the final panel, uh, people continued to be annoyed that uh, the intermission existed in the first place because they felt that they'd rather the comic had just gone on hiatus for a little bit and then Act 4 started. So, at that's the a weird entitlement the... right there. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that's going to become a, a, a bigger and bigger problem as Homestuck continues is, is um, the fans' involvement, involvement as an entity within... Homestuck's existence, but as as Act Four progresses, this is where Homestuck starts to blow up for the first time. Like it's not it's not the biggest point at which there are influx of new readers, but this is where I became aware of it in Act Four because because it, it kind of got outside of its bubble and it was doing a a lot of like Act Four. Act Four is extremely ambitious when you compare it to acts one to three it does it does it does a lot it does a lot more with kind of cinematic storytelling and a lot more character like a lot more depth of character work than we've seen so far you're building me up here you better not let me down when i see this and it's like a pile of shit well you you can you can take it as relative to what you've seen in Acts One to Three because when when I talk about like cinematic storytelling, we've had I'd say two major flashes in Acts One to Three. Yeah, when he when he actually does definition. that is yeah when he actually does that it's actually really well put together. I will yeah. say that. Whereas Act Four like goes hard on flash animation. Okay, there are a lot of like big story events that happen in in big. Flash animations, and for, especially for the time, it was really, really impressive that that this sort of thing was happening in a web comic that was updating near daily, basically. Mm. Okay. So, so, so you t- people were coming into the comic, ha- hearing all the stuff about Act Four, and they were getting through Acts One to Three, and then they were hitting the intermission, and they were like, "Well, what's this about?" And you had a very vocal part of the Homestuck fan community that pre-existed saying, oh, just skip it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You gain next to nothing for for getting caught up for the plot of Homestuck to read to get, be current with it for Act 4 by skipping the intermission. So that did lead to there being a substantial amount of the fan base that ends up skipping the intermission. 
I'm going to say, and so, with the way Homestuck's put together, that sounds like it's going to be a problem. That sounds like the sort of thing that could backfire on the on the community, couldn't it? If potentially, and I'm not saying it happens one way or another, potentially, if some stuff from the intermission becomes critically pl- plot relevant, you some know, this, people this who, plot, who which is heavily featured time travel shenanigans in the past, like past like before the intermission it is all time travel shenanigans and then you've got this side plot about time travel about stuff. time travel ab- yeah. about about how how like about the the foibles <clears throat> of of time travel and and yes j- yeah yes it's 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 very much about time yeah and like and I, yeah so i can't see a way like even though even though I've got this thing where I, I feel like I need to dismiss uh, things in Homestuck as they might be a joke that doesn't come back, when it lasts for 200 pages, it clearly isn't that. But also you can have, like, jokes, but also have background details that yeah. also become yeah. plot relevant. And so you can imagine how someone who has has developed their relationship with a work involving having a disdain for a certain part of it, how they might feel when that part of it gets brought back into the fold as being plot relevant. I imagine they must be really angry. Well, I I wouldn't say it was anger. It's more just a bitterness about about the intermission. Yes, fucking... They hate biscuits. There was a general... There was a general tone of bitterness about specifically about like the existence of the felt. Like the the characters of the Midnight Crew remain to this day very popular characters for a number of reasons. But like a lot of people felt that uh, pun absolutely not intended. I'm sorry about that. Felt that the felt were a a slight like in in the way in the way that only a someone who is fa- is far too invested in a fictional property can feel they some of them felt that that this entire element that could potentially be part of the greater plot was antithetical to their their enjoyment of of the series well to all you felt haters out there, I am telling you right now, this is not going to be for you, because I stand with Biscuit. I am in the oven with him at all times. And not not to get too much into my own feelings about it, because like obviously I can't really go into it without without going into what the plot becomes or might become with regards to all of this. But... I acknowledge that the felt, for the most part, are not characters. How dare you? <laughs> but because they they don't have personalities. Yeah, they seem like they, they're gimmicks. They don't. They don't. A lot. Most of them are extremely passive in terms of any any in like. From what we see in the in the intermission itself, 
very few of the felts actually get to do anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the, they they they're doing is dying. Yeah, they get so killed. if 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 you were to ask me about how I felt about characters in Homestuck, nearly all of the felts I would just overlook because I would not even deign to call them characters. Do you think you do have cases where some of them do have glimmers of personality? Like I said, a lot of people like Clover and Crowbar because within the intermission, those are two of the felts which are shown to have personality. Clover is shown to be a happy go lucky guy who is gleeful about the fact that he can't be killed, and Crowbar is shown to be just a competent mob character who happens to have a magical crowbar. Do you think the fact that these characters don't get a personality going forward, which is what it sounds like you're saying, might be due to the way the fans reacted to the intermission in the immediate aftermath? That Hussie said, okay, let's not develop these classic characters like Biscuit further. Yeah, sorry, I do not think there was a world where Andrew Hussey was seriously considering giving Eggs and Biscuits a a arc. Like, if if this was an anime, you you could potentially see there being like a four-episode, like, filler arc where we just follow Eggs and Biscuits on their adventures through time. But no, I do not think that was ever part of the plan. It'll be the the an episode of uh, Space Ghost where you're just watching Biscuit sit in the oven for the entire episode. That's the episode right there. It's like watching Space Ghost follow the ant for an entire episode. That would be great. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. But what what I will say is that I do not believe for a second that Hussey ever intended all of this to be just a throwaway thing. Mm. He always intended to bring elements from the intermission back into the plot. Well, yeah. Cause... Whether he dropped some of those... I could not possibly say. Well, I mean, it, it essentially involved, like, the central crux of of this intermission is the same as the central crux of the recent events in the main plot. The idea that this wasn't going to be relevant in some fashion is, in my mind, a bit of a reach. Because they're both heavily about time travel gimmicks and exploring different ways in which it can be used as, like, a a character trait or a yes. device or something like that. Um, but what what you're what you're doing is that you're thinking about themes. And yeah. thinking about themes in media is something that one does when they've matured quite a bit. I wouldn't call me mature. <laughs> I spent 40 minutes talking about a crooked pub. Come on. Come on. But but also this was this was extremely early in Homestuck's run and um like both chronologically and in page counts. Like there is so much of Homestuck ahead of this. And um you could not blame people for maybe not starting to really get what some of the themes of Homestuck might be. And also um I don't know if you really could, with the information you currently have, pick out major themes other than obviously one that you have picked out is is 
time travel and the implications of of the existence of time travel and how that could affect a narrative well so far it seems like you've got um themes that i've picked out so far i would not call time travel a theme not yet not based on the information i've been given i'll call that a device like it's a it's a way to explore another theme it's it's how you demonstrate it Okay, and what theme would you say it aims to explore? I don't know yet. Um, okay. I would just say it's getting to the point of trying to demonstrate what that would be. But in terms of themes... Because I do agree with you. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I maybe maybe misspoke. The The time travel is a means to, the en- to yeah. an end of exploring a much greater theme, maybe the main theme of the, enti- of the entire piece. Um, but in terms of themes I've noticed so far, you've got parentage, uh, or like family relationships sort of going on quite constantly mm. throughout it. Uh, it's yeah. been the main thing going through our four characters so far. Yeah, which is utterly absent from the from the intermission in fairness. Mm. Um, and I would say um, you've <sighs> you've got a guy. A Gnostic thing going on. Um, you, you've got you've got this weird collision of like different worlds of uh, of an understanding beyond our own material world, uh, mm. where rules are different in some way that allows other things to be possible. You've got yes, the the physical world that uh, that John is in at the start. But we we can assume. Probably not safely, but we can assume it's more or less like ours. And then you've got like suburb, which is like a layer, a game world atop of that. Mm. Uh, and then you've got the dream world that uh, the GG Garden Gnostic, uh, whose yes. name I can't remember right now. Why can I not Jade. remember Jade? Yes, you've yeah. got Jade's world as well, which is another layer on top of that. So it seems like you've got multiple layers of. I wouldn't call them universes. Because it seems like they're all directly connected to each other. Uh, it, like I would say, they seem like they could be a universe collectively, and that there are different mm. lenses applied atop of those universes that give different levels of sight and insight into uh, how the world actually functions. I would say that absolutely, uh, like a deeper understanding of the world is is possibly a theme that we're looking at in Homestuck. Sorry to go yeah. all analytical. Right there. Oh no no it's it's fascinating to to hear your thought process like obviously I can't comment too much on it but but that that's that is that is very useful to me to know the way you're approaching this and I think that's it's it's also useful because it it kind of shows how the te- the tendency to just dismiss the the potential relevance of the intermission out of hand is kind of ignoring that because we've already been shown all of these levels of artifice away from reality, yeah, as it were. I would say there's and actually th- another level beyond that which I didn't mention, which is they keep going back to um, the in-universe MS Paint adventures, and we've seen that that also interacts with the world in some form. Like, like you, you see at the end of this intermission, like the Midnight Crew exist in the MS Paint Adventures. Yes, we see there, Dave. there is there is there is some sort of like 
strange. I, I don't take anything I say here as as uh, as indicative of any actual truth, but there is a a kind of hinting at a metafictional aspect with which we are presented these panels, these poorly drawn panels from some other version of the story that we are reading. Mm. And like the, com- the complete waste of time panels where yeah. characters in universe are seeing these panels from the comic in their own, like from their own perspective. And they are, are seeing representations of this in a different way than we're seeing them, but they're still seeing something. Mm. And that could also be another level of artifice. So to to look at the adventures of the Midnight Crew and the Felt, when we have already seen that the Felt have some sort of link to the existing world as a story told within the existing world, and to say, oh well this can poss none of this could possibly mean anything, seems like you're not recognizing that we already have a world of dreams and a world where you can create matter out of grist from so nothing. Creating and... is is actually something I also do want to mention quickly, is that the uh, a thing constant throughout, um, although it's not been really done much yet outside of grist, like the suburb world, is that creating things like things going from mind to presence to being is something that's also quite common throughout it. Like the act of people playing music. They all have an instrument, so they're Mm. they're transforming thoughts, uh, the ideal into the real in some way. And I think there's possibly something going on with that. And productive hobbies, like Rose's knitting and Jade's gardening. Yeah, and Uh, I see... Dave Dave and John maybe not as much, but... I, I, I well, um, Dave. He's oh, Dave, making, Dave makes comics. Yeah, that's yes. what I was so, about to so, say. Like, like so it's only act. really John that doesn't have a hmm. a. Uh, he, he he's interested in magic, but it's is not manifested that, in the plot yet. I would say no, and it, and it and could you is that a cre- is that creative in the way that we would describe the others as creative? Is does magic actually produce something, or is it? And just an act of of appearing to create something, but there nothing. Once you've once you performed a magic trick, nothing's changed. It depends there on the audience. No, nothing's been produced. It, it depends guess, on. It depends on the audience. Uh, hmm. If you're, but John doesn't have an audience, he, as far as we're aware. Yeah, he doesn't for anything that he's done, uh, other than us, but, potentially. Hmm. But uh, to talk about it more generally, um, if if you're performing to an audience of uh, knowing, sceptical, usually adults, uh, they're not going to see it as anything beyond power trick. But you could do it to a child. You're gonna uh, you're gonna create belief in them. You're gonna create ideals in their mind of how they believe the universe could work. So in that way, I'm saying that could work. S- s- sorry, sorry to interrupt, but but having said that, we do have an audience in the form of the mayor. Yeah, we, the mayor's we, watching. We yeah. even have an in-universe audience to to at, on another level of 
it's not a different it's not a different level of reality as we've already established that it is it is the same physical earth as the kids existed on just in mm. a different time but in in a framework of different worlds it it is an audience's world as in relation to a performer's world from the kids perspective mm. this entire time i've been trying to think of a specific word um that that uh, defines this well and it can't come to my mind i'm going to ask you to quickly help me it's a word i i, I want i would want to say artifice but i don't no, think artifice no. is the correct no the process of uh making something happen out of your own mind or something like that your own action of doing no uh it's a word that's almost entirely and exclusively used these days in the realm of self-help bullshit books oh actualization yes yes um i would say yeah that's the word i was looking for oh well suburb is 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 so far we've seen it's big on actualization one one of the main mechanics of it that we've seen well one of the not main mechanics but big mechanics we've seen of it so far is returning a departed uh figure in your life into a role of a of a a guide mm. you you are you are actualizing a a lost um either person or entity into into the world like yeah and like you've got all these themes and i think sorry i accidentally hit the mic there i think with the intermission like uh you see that dave is making sweet though and hello jeff that means someone is making the midnight film as well so but i'd 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 say that the intermission rather than being centered around creation is centered around destruction oh no uh so i'm not talking about the themes played with in okay. in the intermission, um, although thinking on it, yes, destruction would be something that factors in quite heavily to it in terms of thematic. Although I'm not sure about that, I'd need to see if destruction comes in a little more concretely later than the plot. Well, but, no, I mean, I mean, exclusive exclusively to the intermission. Mm. Like, if everything so far has been about creation, the intermission kind of flips it, and the intermission is about reducing and removing elements bit by bit over the course of the intermission until at the end of the intermission there's barely anything left of it yeah yeah all things are gone by the end but we also do see destruction feature uh quite heavily in the main plot itself the meat oh, yes, is yes, yes, uh, yeah. oh, oh, the world is destroyed yeah. yes yeah but, um, uh, but there's no there's no sense of rebuilding in but, in the intermission but of course the intermission like the intermission ends before there could be any sense of that, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, thematically it feels like the intermission is a swerve away from what the comic so far has been building towards. Yeah, but to to look at it from, like, the, the position of it being relevant to the plot, not thematically relevant, but just as in plot relevance of events will become uh, key or crucial to other events that take place later because we've seen like because we've seen these pre-existing themes of uh some sort of actualization at times from characters and we know that ms paint adventures exists within the universe and that dave is the creator of sweet bro and howard jeff and that um 
that we do see spades come into the, the Homestuck world and canon. I see it as somewhat impossible to dismiss anything that happens in this intermission. You'd have to, uh, as, as being irrelevant, you, you'd have to be uh, a literary idiot. You'd have to have absolutely no analytical skills to uh, come to that conclusion. Um, just because we, we continually see things being made in this world and that that we've already seen that these comics seem to have some sort of relevance to the world itself in other ways. You've got multiple like like forms of creation taking place. Someone's creating this, presumably. Like I I I think you'd have to be real fucking dense. Mm. And and just to draw another like thematic through line that's that people should be able to to pick up if they if they think about it. We've established that the world of suburb is acting a lit it a little, not entirely, maybe and maybe mostly superficially, but under a sort of framework of the rules of chess. We've seen suburb uh visualized as as a game. A game of chess. Yeah. And then in this intermission, we're introduced to two um two opposing factions which are themselves representing games. Yeah, so we have cards and we have uh we have pool. Yeah, so you've got another and layer of dualism going on here, basically. You 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 have you have forces to some extent being represented as concepts that we understand as being as being recreational games, and it ties a little bit into Toby po- Toby Fox's future project, um, Deltarune. I assume you've not played Deltarune because you didn't like Undertale. No, I've not played Deltarune. Yeah, but Deltarune also um, the antagonists of um, of uh, Act One of Deltarune are um, based on games. They're they're all they're all game pieces and game concepts, given life, and and uh, acting as as an antagonistic force within the narrative of Deltarune. So it, it it's 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 a little bit of synchronicity between the themes of of Homestuck and and the future works related to Homestuck in in some sense. There, mm. I don't know I don't know how much there is to read into that, but it's. I just thought it was a neat little little thing there. Anyway, uh, it took us... Uh, what episode is That was it? question one of, uh, of your three questions. <laughs> no, it's taken us... No, we've we've already addressed a few questions in, in part. But, so to oh, anyone... Well, you, anyone... You haven't asked me your, my favourite question of the three questions you wanted to ask me, oh, which why is didn't why, didn't, why did. didn't Hussey do another intermission? <laughs> Why didn't Hussey do another intermission? He did. And we will discuss that in intermission too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it took us... This is episode five or six? Six. This is episode six. Why have I got it written down in my notes as episode five? Because uh, episode... F- oh, yeah. Epis- what was yep. going to be episode four ended up being two episodes. Yep, yep. Um... So, to any listener out there thinking that we're not taking this seriously, we're not going to discuss deep, gritty themes, there you go. It took us this far to get there. 
I love talking about themes. I will talk about themes for days. Um, yeah. Um, so if you think we're not taking it seriously, here we are. Um, we're doing it. Um, so with the, with the themes out of the way, let's just let's just do like a 10, 15 minute rundown of the stupid shit that actually happens in front of these themes, just to get it out of the way, because. As as much as much as we talked up like taking the intermission seriously as a a canonical part of the work, it is quite hard to take seriously as a series of events. Yeah, uh, it's it's basically a um, throughout the entire thing. It's a it's a cartoonish conflict between these two sides, where they come up with increasingly arcane and asinine ways to try and fight each other. Uh, it's using a heist. time travel. Yeah, it's a yeah. Uh, it's not really a. Well, it's meant to be a heist. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it starts out as, as as yeah. It's it's the plan is that the four members of the Midnight Crew have staked out Lord English's mansion, mm, and, and they're going to uh, they're going to take his in- things and whack his team. Yeah, he has he has a vault in the center of his mansion that they want to break into and steal the contents of. And uh, Spade Slick specifically wants to kill uh, as many members of the Midnight Crew as possible, and also destroy as many clocks as possible. Uh, you, you because man, Spade Slick. He's not hates trying to kill clocks. the Midnight Crew. He's not trying to kill the Sorry, Midnight Crew. <laughs> the felt. Yes. Sorry, he's trying to kill the felt. <clears throat> Yeah, um he would probably want he would probably like to kill Club's Juice because Club's Juice is is a bumbling little moron. But um yeah, the the they they sort of go through this thing of like basically tangling with trying to figure out how to counter the other the other guy's gimmick. It it's sort of like anime battles if they were like four panels and it that's is it. Absolute this this is like if if Hunter Hunter was extremely bad, like yeah, all the, it, all of these are Nen powers yeah, this, related to time, essentially. This is actually the uh, the mansion storming bit in Hunter Hunter. Uh, you know the really infamously long fight. <laughs> yes, this is, this is just that they are storming a mansion and they are trying to kill fifteen people, um, and we're cutting back and forth constantly between them. Mm. Um, and we we should we should um, establish just for anyone who's who's not aware we we've talked about all of the powers that uh, the felts have at their disposal. The midnight crew are just guys. Yeah, they don't have any powers. They have tools. They have they, they 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 have infantry shenanigans, which Carl loves. Yeah, I didn't write. I didn't even bother writing down that they have inventories in this. They have a. They they seem to all have like a big object that they store things in of some sort. So they've yeah, got the um, wardrobe, they've got uh the war chest. Uh they're all combat or conflict related things that can store I th- I objects. I think d- does Heartsbox car have a mausoleum or something? E- yeah, someone has a bathtub, I think. Oh no, ha- yeah, Heartsbox car has the the bathtub and I think Diamond Droog has some sort of mausoleum. Mm. Um but yeah, and they they keep their tools in there it seems like. Their tools and their pornography, and yeah, their yeah. licorice treats. Amadam has actual pornography in there. He has like um, <laughs> that... nineteen forties pinup babes in black and white. You see a bit of black yeah, and white it, nipple. Yeah, it, so so it, it's a joke that progresses as the characters are introduced. That that um, 
that they have a innocuous magazine with a uh, a title that could be construed as being sexual that is just about a niche interest. Yeah. Um, so, for example, is it Spades that carries licorice dogs? Spades has licorice dogs, and he has a his magazine is is his black inches or is that um, is that juice? Uh, I, I think uh, the Scotty. Uh, sorry, the 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 one that carries licorice, Scotty dogs, is is a magazine about dogs. Which I have a are we implying yes, that he's uh, a dog oh. fucker? Yes, it, it's something like Yorkie Fancier or something <clears throat> yeah, like you, that. Yeah, 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 uh, Scotty yeah. Scotty so, Fancier, yeah, something like that, yeah. That's Spacek. Spacek uh, eats um, uh, licorice dogs. And this is a this is from the original um, Problem Sleuth uh, fan comic. Because one of the things from Problem Sleuth is that Problem Sleuth, the character had uh, always carried around uh, candy corn in his hat as a snack. And this was like the dark mirror of that from, from Problem Soup, is that uh, the, pro- the, the, um, the Midnight Crew carried dark licorice inside their hats. Mm. One of them carries like, um, it seems like gummy lips. Yes, uh, so Hart's Boxcar has a uh, a magazine called like Bulbous, uh, Bulbous Pumps or something. Mm, yeah, which is which is all the like big pictures of hearts, and his his candy is uh, candy lips, mm. I believe. Yeah, they they all um, carry the the smut around with them as well, and the implication yeah. is that I I take the implication to be that Spades is a dog fucker. I'm sorry. Yeah. But but diamond, so Diamond Droog's pornography is just like regular pornography, but it's it's nineteen hundreds pornography or like early twentieth century pornography, where mm. it's all very low quality black and white images of of nude women. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't see anything but beyond like a tiny tiny sliver of aviola. That's it. I think you see a bit of ass in one of them. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to go back and check. Not going to go back and check. It might be too yeah, too risky. Yeah, that that, that makes that makes him quote unquote the most normal of, of of the Midnight Crew because his fetish is. But is it normal for this this weird um, like alien gangster guy to have a fetish for human women? Who's to say? Mm, I'd say it's fine. If if we're accepting the dog fucking's fine. Which is what we seem to be with spades. Then it's equivalent. It's it just is. Um, but yeah, the the they're just fighting the 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 fell. Yeah, that that's they it. they all have they all have well they don't all have weapons. Uh, spades spades has a knife. Spades like stabbing people. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, what actually any of them had because usually they didn't well, use the tools sure. to kill them. Surely you remember that that um, Club's Juice has a bull penis cane. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which he smacks smacks does with. But they almost never actually kill the the members of the felt with with the tool that they actually have. 
Um, <laughs> like it, it's usually like, oh, they died due to some time travel shenanigans. Or they we, they we shot them. they shot themselves, yeah, or yeah. or we made them no longer exist, or. Mm. So it seems like the, their veal tool is their capability to think, just a tiny bit. Another another big element of um, the intermission is uh, just how quickly you jump from character to, to character, and how little uh, rhyme or reason there is to it. And this is part of the the comic weaning itself off of the um, the uh, the fan input stuff. Is thank you. Is is Andrew Hussey like using prompts, like telling him to move the perspective from, uh, say, Space Slick to Diamond Diamond Drew, and switching it to Club's Juice instead as a as a nope, not doing it. Okay, I'm starting to like Hussey if he's if he's just spiting the community, like not not doing that. We're doing what I'm doing. I mean. I, Part part of, part of this is throwing the community a bone because it's giving them more problem sleuth bullshit. But also, yes, part part of it is just like you like starting to use prompts against type. Mm. Um, yeah, at one point, um, one one of them, um, uh, for some odd reason I voted down as. Die. Uh, it might be die. Um, die. Die is one of the felt. Yeah, yeah. he's number six. Yeah. Uh, he gets transported to uh, a planet that looks like one of the planets that we've... Like a desolated world, basically. Um, that looks sort of like in the background, like one of the one of the moons or the planets in this solar system that we yeah, see. Yeah, I was I was wondering what you'd think about that because it it is it is a it is a strange cutaway. Yeah. Uh, what I thought about it is in my notes. I can't wait to be keeping an eye on the surroundings and backgrounds to see over the next five years of my life. To find out what this means, that's that's my thoughts. I'll just It'll have to keep fine. it in mind. But um, yeah, I would say the actual events of it, outside of the ending and this the premise, it's hard to have much to say about. Hmm. Another yeah, another thing we should probably talk about because you you may have noticed a difference between this episode and previous episodes of the podcast. Not much music in this intermission. Yeah, we. Got- there is only there is only one track in this entire intermission because there is only one uh, animated panel. In yeah, this, that's one, this two, six, seven. Uh, there in the morning plays while uh, three Snowman. in the morning. Oh, oh, sorry, I wrote it down as there in the morning. Uh, but yeah, that's when uh, Snowman appears and she stabs, um, she stabs Spades in the eye with a cigarette holder. Yeah, uh, and that ends up being resolved through, as as Carl alluded to earlier, they they use his stitches, they use Stitch's healing powers to uh, stitch up uh, the wounded eye, and then uh, Spades gets a, an eye patch <clears throat> after that. Um, we also but- do go back to the the canon universe that we're used to at another point, where we see one of the characters people, we see Skull Straggler. Scarlet Straggler. Yeah, we see one. Oh yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Yes. So the there idea. Is, that yes, can... I, I. Yes, I completely forgotten about that panel. Yes, we do cut to another blighted wasteland. Yeah. Panel where yeah. there is a carapace person. The yes. idea that you can dismiss any of this is 
weird when you, you, you see lot of elephant characters, presumably, appearing in it. They've mm. been the mystery of the previous few hundred pages. Surely you'd see this and think, this might actually be important, you know, because these guys are here. Ah. Ah. But, also- but again, how, how far in the future it becomes relevant who's to say yeah. is 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 what is is what I'll put on the table for that we do also see but the yes, terms well, delirious well, 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 well mentioned mm-hmm. we do also see the term delirious biznasty which so this was already in the comic i believe this was bro's web browser yeah. it's called delirious biznasty yeah uh i i'm going to note that down every single time i see it though i i just like writing down delirious biznasty it, 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 feels it, right. it is a it, it is a great turn of phrase, delirious biz nasty. Yeah, it's it feels right to type and read. It's it's just good. It's just good. Um, well, let's let's sort of cut to the end of let's of the let's fracas. cut to the let's cut to the bit that actually like so we we get to the final final showdown, which is which involves. A near infinite amount of biscuits and eggs teleporting yeah. back and forth from the future, and then Cans arrives and punches the surviving members of the Midnight Crew. Uh, uh, earlier, I believe, was it Club's Juice who got blown up in an explosion, so he was dead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, one of them gets blown exactly. up, they're dead, and two of the others get knocked into next week and off the calendar, out of off time, presumably. Le- leaving Spades as the only surviving member. Spades, Spades has enough of this bullshit and you and pulls all of the pins from uh, the the voodoo doll that he got from uh, from Dai, teleporting himself into a into a world where he is the only survivor. So he wins, mm. and then we get um, the 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 most obviously plot relevant sequence. Yeah, where... he, he opens the vault. Um, that that Lord English has. Uh, Snowman appears, uh, takes his arm off. Um, yes, yeah, so so he has. It's revealed that Spades has a barcode on his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same sort of barcode that uh, is the key that, to open um, the vault. Basically. The mayor had. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you need to use that barcode to open the vault. Snowman rips the arm off. It turns out he just has another arm with the same barcode on it. Yeah, so he he uses he uses the powers of comic logic to flip his character sprites so that so that the surviving arm is the one that has the the code on it. Mm. Uh, he opens a, a shaft in the floor, and on the underside of that shaft doorway is the suburb logo. Oh. I'm calling it the suburb logo because I'm not quite sure what it actually is yet. It's so it's, but it's not. It, oh, so it has the suburb spirograph. Yeah, it's a spirograph yes, pattern. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It doesn't have the suburb logo. The suburb logo that we know so far is the house shape. Yeah, but with we've the, the we've, four the four squares and the smaller square on the inside. But we've seen a spirograph uh, in underneath Rose's house with something related to suburb yes. there. So that's why I'm calling yeah, and it that's that. part of the the um, the suburb installation pro- process as well. In yeah. um, in when Rose is, Rose enters the game, I'm going to so, say yes, this is, is like um, like. Did you watch Westworld? 
season yes. one. Yeah, it's it's going to turn out to be like, oh, it's a time travel thing of like, when when did they change their logo? So um, I I'm I think enough has been revealed at this point that I'm just going to clarify it for you. Okay. I believe that logo is actually the logo of Skynet. Okay. Which is um, the the lab that was under um, the mausoleum in Rose's garden. Okay, I I'm just noting that, that that shape is in the logo of Skynet and is a distinct logo from the suburb logo. Um, yeah, after I see that, my note says it was canon all along. I have to remember some of this, maybe. How tragic. Which I'm sure the audience all felt when they were all so bitter about this. But but then they get they get their reward rewards, well, they- or or not because because you wouldn't. At the time of reading this comic, if you were live, you would not know who who this little fella is. But yeah, we like, have <laughs> unless you are also doing time travel shenanigans, this means nothing to you. And you're dismissing this as well. Because this is where it happens. This is where it happens, guys. They're finally here. Wildham's here. It's the troll. We've got a troll, guys. Got a cancer yeah, a logo. Troll, a troll in his sprite, yeah. Play that play that cancer trolls music. Play it. I actually, they do have, they probably do have a song. It's a, they, they, they do have, they they do have themes. Yeah, uh, I, I, there, there's, there's no music that plays anytime soon. But I'll, no. g- I'll give you, no, I'll give don't, you a link don't, to, don't, to... Don't, don't, don't give me its theme. I want to hear it fresh. I want to hear it new when it, when it actually uh, well, appears. Well, no, um, n- well, no, because a lot of, a lot of this music never plays in the comic. Like the characters all have music written for them. In fact, I think it was Toby Fox's first full album was the the al- the original like troll music album, uh, <laughs> where that where that. My first studio release is a troll music album. <laughs> <laughs> I I might be wrong about that. My music think, maker gave it a entire, nine out of ten. I think that first um first album of. Like it, it wasn't part of the main set of album releases, but it was all music inspired by, by the troll stuff. But can we but also yeah, have that on a t-shirt? My first two Dovey release was the troll music album. <laughs> <laughs> Just random phases of things about Homestuck. They could all go on t-shirts. They would be perfect t-shirts. You'd have to make the font though. You'd have to get the right font for it. The Homestuck oh, y- font. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this is this is uh, carcinogeneticist. This is the cancer troll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're here. Um, get, get Would you be best. shocked to learn that that trolls have grey skin and black hair and orange horns? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I've never seen a troll before. This is what they look like. <laughs> I've never been on a forum before. <laughs> like these fuckers, I have seen them. Countless times in my life, as avatars on forums online, yeah. you... as 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 my as my current avatar, yeah, current avatar here on Discord, on Discord, yeah, it, my my avatar this entire time has been one of the trolls. I can't. Their the skin's not grey. I mean, they're 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 being illuminated by a light source out of frame. I can't see the. The horn is so similarly coloured to the hair that I also can't see that. But now I know. Yeah, again, that's that's part of the light source. Don't don't worry about it. Okay. 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 
You've been a troll all along. You didn't even fucking I, I, tell. I, I, I promise they're meant to be grey. It's just the, the the light shading on the picture makes them not look grey. Can't believe I was in the room with a troll this entire time. Didn't fucking tell. Me. Um, but yeah, we're we're, st- we're still we're 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 going to learn more about the trolls very soon. Like, ob- if it's not clear by the fact that they've been visually introduced at this point, we are going to be. We are going to be hearing progressively more about them. It's going to be a while until they become a major fixture of the comic, but this is this is this is the seal being ripped off on troll content. Ah, <sighs> finally there. This is veal home suck now. This is green pastures I mean, in front of me. You, you say that a lot of people would say actually yes. This is probably where Homestuck really begins. Is the start of Act Four. Yeah, like but I, a, I don't a, care a about size Act 4. Of... I care about trolls. I'm here for the trolls. Well, I have good news for you. There there are a fair few trolls in Act 4. Good. Good. I'm so happy. This has been a life-changing moment for me, finally reaching a homesuck troll. I'm going to tell my children about this. I'm going to point and them at we, this we episode. Have, I mean, the, the trolls have been... We've already had, like, four conversations with the trolls at yeah, this point. Yeah, but... but seeing them is... Is the experience, you know? Yeah. Knowing and, you're talking to a troll. And most importantly, we get the title drop again. Yeah. I, th- I think this might be the last title drop of the comic. We may have one more, though. I don't remember for certain. Oh, I thought it would be think... a key thing that they return to repeatedly every uh, few No, it's hundred. not... It... There are too many running jokes in Homestuck for all of them to be constantly coming back up. But yes. But I... I think I think this is either the last time or the second to last time that we have something referred to as colossal waste of time. Mm-hmm. Page one, three, five, six. Begins to dawn on you that everything you're about to do may prove to have been a colossal waste of time. That seems. Like and with that, I, I yeah. guess uh, I guess that is uh, the episode. Yeah, that seems like a perfect point to end it at. Well. If you have anything you want to write in, we didn't actually say anything about writing this time, but if you do, you want to chat, you want to talk theme with us, that would be theme zone. If you have strong opinions on the on the intermission. Mm. Yeah, you can if write If you have in. anything you want to say about Act 4, because we're going to be talking about Act, the, the start of Act 4 next time, if you have anything to say about uh, about the early parts of that, because, because yeah, like, if it... I, if you asked, like, the entire... Homestuck community, what's your favourite part of Homestuck? There would be a not insignificant amount of people who would say that Act 4 is where Homestuck is at its best. I think the majority of people would say Act 5, but a fair few people would say Act 4. Okay. Not not to build it up, because because you're entitled to your opinion either way, but but personally I think there is a fair bit to like about Act Four and the, and it improves in quite a lot of ways from stuff we've seen in the previous acts, especially around not wasting time anymore. There's there's a lot less bullshit. Okay, I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah, if if you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions, comments, maybe you have been to the crooked house. Anything. <laughs> You can write in at T-H-E-A-P-U-K at gmail.com. 
And with that, thank you very much, everyone. And yes, we'll in, see so you. in the next section, yep. uh, I, 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 if you are reading along, I should say where we're reading up to for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be reading to page 1499, uh, just a short burst to start with. We're going to continue with short episodes for the time being. Yeah, <laughs> because, because it turns because, out three hours, again, you can't upload. You can't upload a three-hour episode. You yeah, and it. we we find we find ways to 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 go on for ages about nothing anyway. So <laughs> I, um, I'm try I'm trying my best to to parcel out the events going forward into into chunks where we have just enough to 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 not talk too much. I will also quickly say you're gonna have to send me the new episode of Eight Point. Uh, list. Yes. Because yeah, I don't, don't have that. that. I was about to say 1668, which was the old one. That was the old one, yes. Uh, we, we, could, we could have still tried 1668, but again, we're, we're, we're cognizant of upload limits. Yeah, so. yeah. We have found that they do not like us uploading episodes that are like three and a half hours long. Yeah. So this this will also mean that the next breakpoint isn't um, anything particularly exciting or climactic. It's just it's just Convenient. a natural halfway point between what I had where we are and where where what I'd originally planned. But but we there's there's still plenty to talk about. Mm. And with that, this has been a colossal waste of time. I have been Carl, and with me has been I've been Fraser. Thanks so much for joining us and and for for in, indulging indulging our diatribes about about the most irrelevant stuff possible and uh and for indulging our delays we 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 i i especially am am sorry about about how long it can be between episodes sometimes but that's that's the nature of this sort of running this sort of thing and also like life happening in the backgrounds and with that see you next time folks goodbye